what's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Friday. Today is September 24th. How the heck are you? Have a nice week. You make some money, cash some winners. Getting ready for a big weekend coming up in football. Today is Football Friday. We'll talk about some uh, NFL and college football news. And uh, we've got some picks as well. The picks have been doing all right. We've been floating around 500 for uh, the month of September. So try and put together a nice little weekend coming up here. Also, we did some numbers this morning. Uh, Over 5,000 listeners again this month. Appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys telling your friends and uh, coming back. So uh, remember to like, subscribe. You can uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Sharp Angle Pod if you're not already. We post a lot of content relevant to the show on there. And uh, just again, appreciate you guys listening, telling your friends. And uh, we'll try and have uh, some good shows coming up for you here in the next month or two. So uh, Football Friday, got some news to hit here. And then, like I said, we got some games. Games and want to have a nice weekend. Uh, Let's pull up some quick picks. We post this or we uh, publish this on Twitter on our bio. This year, we are 117.89-10, 56.79% winning percentage with a break-even percentage of 53.21. The reason that break-even is important, there's a lot of people out there who give away you know, massive favorites all the time and then claim to be 56% winners. It's like, all right, you're still losing money. So you got to have your break-even percentage and know kind of how much of an edge you've been working with. But uh, either way... Uh, these picks will be included in the quick picks, and I'm not sure they're going to show up this weekend because as you guys, if you listened last weekend, know, you know, they by game day, a lot of these lines change. And right now as we record, Friday morning, 9.30 Pacific, 12.30 Eastern, uh, these are the current lines that are available when we give the games out. But let's start off with some notes in the NFL. Uh, actually, let's start off by thanking a great sponsor of the show, Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com, B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com, like sports better. Uh, VIG free betting, and it's all done on a social platform. So the thing is, you can bet legally in places like California, South Carolina, where you can't even bet on sportsbooks yet. The way they do this, like I said, it's a social platform where you can legally bet. So it's awesome. You can make a profile, follow your friends, attract your record, keeps a lot of cool stats. And it's so much fun to use. But on top of that, it's VIG free. It's VIG free betting, which is awesome. That means you could be the worst better out there. And mathematically, over the long run, you're not expected to lose anything with better edge. The VIG free part works more like a stock trading platform. And they just match you up with someone who wants the other side of a bet in the the country. They don't take a percentage. They don't take any charge. And you may say, how do they make money? Don't worry about how they make money. They do advertising, have a different business model. They allow you to bet VIG free in football and, and a lot of other sports. So check them out online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10. And uh, that promo code lets them know we sent you right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, NFL news. Jeff Bezos wants to buy an NFL team. Uh, this is actually relevant here where I'm at. I'm in Denver, for those who don't know. And uh, he, the Broncos are going to be for sale here in the next year. So uh, Jeff Bezos getting involved with others like Peyton Manning, John Elway, the the Bolins who, who used to own the Broncos, uh, all getting involved to, to bid. Now, I personally, as a Broncos fan, would probably feel more comfortable seeing it in the hands of someone who we're comfortable with, like an Elway or Manning or a Bolin. But if, if Jeff Bezos does get involved, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. However, I did read an article saying that if Bezos does want to get involved with the NFL, maybe the best play for the NFL is to allow him or nudge him towards starting a team in London because he's got a net worth 
of $200 billion. I think the richest owner right now owns the Panthers. His net worth is $10 billion. You know, Jerry Jones' net worth is $9 billion. So Jeff Bezos is worth more than all the owners currently put together. And what that means is that much money, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you're looking at it, means he's got a lot of power and negotiating power in the situation. I mean, he theoretically could start his own league you know, that could compete with the NFL. And I know others have tried that before, but none with this kind of power and influence like Jeff Bezos has. So it was was a Yahoo Sports article that I read, and uh, it just highlighted how this kind of money that Jeff Bezos has, his influence in England, his his political influence could do wonders expanding to, to London, and you actually take care of a lot of the logistical problems too, right? They would include supersonic travel, that sounds like futuristic, but as they said in the article, like supersonic planes would be would be part of everything. It would be a whole scheduling thing to where they would be in the United States for like a month straight. So Jeff Bezos would apparently provide the housing and all that different stuff that would go with a, a team in London. But I thought that was interesting. Jeff Bezos obviously going to get involved. That to me at this point seems inevitable. It's just how does he buy the Broncos, a, a normal team, or do they try and use him to get to London like they have been for the last uh, what decade or so? But uh, I thought that was interesting. Also, <laughs> I just had this in my notes. Uh, I heard uh, Mike Florio this morning on Pro Football Talk say Aaron Rodgers, his new uh, his hair, his new haircut, looks like Slippery Pete, the character from Seinfeld, who helps George uh, steal the Frogger machine. It's hysterical. Just go look up Slippery Pete Seinfeld. And if you can, watch a YouTube clip, because the guy, it's pretty funny, but... Uh, yeah, that's who Aaron Rodgers looks like. <laughs> Good enough. I just wrote that down. I thought it was hysterical. And uh, for all my Seinfeld fans out there, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is now Slippery Pete. That's who he should be for Halloween. Uh, if you missed yesterday's show, we did our NFL power rankings, and we actually published them on Twitter at SharpAnglePod. Give us a follow if you're not already. Uh, we're not going to do this every single week, but maybe twice a month or so, we'll release our NFL power ratings. And it's simple how you use these. It's 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 basic addition, subtraction. You take the worst team, subtract how bad the other team is, and you have how good any given team is against another opponent on a neutral field. Then you incorporate home field. Home field is worth anywhere from two and a half to three and a half points, depending on the week, the situation, and the opponent. So we kind of gave those instructions yesterday, but if you guys are interested and you uh, missed yesterday's show, check out our Twitter. We posted our full NFL power rankings, and you guys can have access to those. And keep in mind, that's a starting point. That's not the end-all, be-all. That's a starting point for your handicapping. Uh, Another note here, Pro Football Focus uh, got some new ratings out this week. In terms of team ratings, Tampa Bay has the number one overall team, number one offense, number one passing offense, and number one pass-blocking offense. So uh, Tampa Bay looking very good this year, not just against their opponents, but according to Pro Football Focus, which takes into account everything. If Tom Brady throws a ball to a wide open receiver and they drop it, that's actually a good a, a good thing for Tom Brady. So for Pro Football Focus, that's an upgrade. Anywhere else, that's you know, 0 for 1 in the box score. So Pro Football Focus does a nice job getting rid of all the bullshit and just focusing on what they should be grading. Uh, the best uh, receiving team in the NFL is the Kansas City Chiefs. The best uh, rush team in the NFL, also the, uh, no, best rush team in the NFL is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, number one run blocking team 
is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, defense ratings here, number one overall defense, the LA Rams. Number one rushing defense, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number one tackling team, tackling fuel, uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, best pass rush in the NFL. Guess right now. Guess who has the best pass rush right now, according to Pro Football Focus, in the NFL? It is the Las Vegas Raiders. 87.7, the next best team's in 82, so it's not even close there. And keep in mind, Pro Football Focus takes into account everything. They take into account who you're playing. Is it... Uh, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, if it's a really good opponent and you're getting schooled, it's not like they're going to downgrade you. It takes into account every little detail of every single play. So the Vegas Raiders, to have an 87.7, and the next best team's an 82 in Arizona, and then the Bills are an 82, uh, Pittsburgh 81.7, you know, that means to me big gap between Vegas and uh, the other teams. Is that sustainable? Probably not, but right now the ratings are uh, the Vegas Raiders, the best pass rush in the NFL. The number one coverage team in the NFL is the Miami Dolphins, and the best special teams is the New Orleans Saints. So just a little update there on some of the better teams according to Pro Football Focus rankings. And last here, I have some money updates. The money coming in this weekend on some NFL games. All right, this is total amount of money bet on the spread. Uh, Washington-Buffalo, 350000 is currently the heaviest bet game this weekend. And the least bet game, interesting, Seattle-Minnesota with only $90,000 bet on Seattle-Minnesota. Again, Washington-Buffalo, I wonder why that game has a lot of money behind it, but uh, Washington-Buffalo, 350000 behind it. Uh, I mean... I have my notes here for every game. There's just not that many interesting ones. Um, yeah, either way, I, everything's right in between that. You know, Arizona, Jacksonville, two hundred eighty-five thousand. Indiana or Indianapolis, Tennessee, one hundred twenty-five. So it's right there in between one hundred twenty-five and you know two hundred fifty thousand or so for most teams, but for most games. But Washington, Buffalo, three hundred fifty k, and then uh, no one seems to be betting Seattle or Minnesota quite yet. All right, got some uh, college football news as well. How about that game last night? Marshall and Appalachian State. Okay, so if you had App State minus seven, which a lot of people were on, that was a tough beat. App State is up by one with under a minute to go. Okay, App State up one under a minute to go, ball in like the 15. Well, Marshall wants to let App State score so they get the ball back, ideally down eight. Well, Appalachian State gets a first down. The rusher goes down to the five-yard line to milk the clock and, and finish the game. It was the right play. It was the right move. You want to guarantee the win. Get out of there. So from a standpoint of the coaching staff, it was the right play. But for all those minus seven betters out there, they were five yards away from cashing. I don't know if you want to call that a bad beat because it's not like it was you know, a 99% cover that was ripped from you, but that's about as close as you're going to get. That was a tough one. Minus seven, team's about to go up seven to kick to make it eight, and he goes down to the five. <laughs> oh, man, that's fucking brutal. Um, interesting note here. Notre Dame taking on Wisconsin this weekend. That is where college game day is going to be. That is the big noon kickoff game on uh, Fox, I believe. Uh, current line is what is it uh, let's see here wisconsin minus five and a half money line is wisconsin minus 225 this is a stat for the money line okay money line favorites in notre dame's last 40 games so whichever team was the favorite if you bet them on the money line you're 39 and one the only game that doesn't fit in there is when notre dame upset i think it was alabama or clemson something like that maybe in clemson uh, a couple years ago, 
when they were five-point underdogs. Besides that, the favorite has won every game in the last 40 when Notre Dame's playing. So what that means is things tend to go based on the chalk. If you're better than Notre Dame, you tend to beat them. If you're worse than Notre Dame, they tend to beat you. This weekend, Wisconsin minus 225 on the money line, just a stat. We're not going to give that out. I think it's a interesting statistic. And it, look, if you want to bet into a 39-1 and trend, there you go. But uh, had to put that out here. Had to put that out there. All right, and then uh, last thing here, Alabama favored for the 78th game in a row. Uh, that's just not fair. All right, uh, let's get to some picks. Picks, we got some picks for the weekend. I've got three in college football and uh, two in the NFL with one strong lean in the NFL. All right, let's get to it. Uh, and as I said earlier, these may not be on the weekend quick picks. So if you hear me give one out and I don't give it out tomorrow morning, the reason is because the line has moved. But as we record, these lines all available, widely available in the market. All right, college football, we're going to take Texas Tech plus nine at Texas. Uh, the Longhorns, uh, they haven't matched up very well with Texas Tech in the recent future. As a matter of fact, last year, Tech had them up, or Texas was up 15 points with about four minutes to go in the game. Sam Ellinger led a huge comeback. Texas got the win. But Steve Sarkeesian, I don't think, is going to have enough to boost this team over the hump given the recent struggles. And Tech looks good this year. I think this is disrespect and some value on the Red Raiders. So we'll take Texas Tech plus nine at Texas. Game number two, we're going to take the Iowa Hawkeyes first half minus 13. They're hosting the Colorado State Rams. And I think CSU, big kind of upset win last week at home. Value or at least a little bit of value with Iowa because CSU is overrated here. And the big thing is Iowa matches up well against the Rams. Steve Adazio, old school coach, coaching the CSU Rams. He's going to want to play old school football, running it, short third downs, short passes on third down. And that kind of old school, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust kind of football. That's not going to work against Iowa, a team who was built like that and built to stop that. So I think it's going to be a long weekend for CSU. But I think the backdoor could be an option. So we're going to go first half minus 13 for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And uh, my third and final game in the uh, NCAA this weekend, we're going to take USC Trojans minus 10 at home against Oregon State. This one, you may have to shop around a little bit. It's anywhere from nine and a half to 11 pretty different on some different websites, but uh, we will take the USC Trojans up to minus 10 against Oregon State. I don't trust Oregon State's offense. USC's rolling. They love their new coach, and I think they put some points up this weekend. So once again, in college, Texas Tech plus nine, Iowa first half minus 13, and USC minus 10 against Oregon State. Right, let's get to the NFL. Uh, game number one in the NFL, I have the New York Giants minus two and a half against Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons are 31st in scoring, uh, last in points allowed, last in defensive efficiency, and the New York Giants look much better than their 0-2 record. Good matchup this weekend. I will take the Giants minus 2.5 at home against Atlanta. Pick number two in the NFL, we're going to take the New Orleans Saints plus 3.5 at New England. I have New England minus two this game, which is big, big value because this line goes through three and it's currently sitting at three and a half minus 110. I love that. I mean, you you always make a big bet when it's that off through a three. I think Mac Jones struggles this game. And to me, the biggest part is New Orleans, their staff, a couple players back from COVID last week. Remember, the Saints had six coaches out last week. They're finally back to normal. I think this is a good matchup for the New Orleans defense. Maybe not the highest scoring game, but New Orleans plus three and a half. I like that. 
And in this last bet, I'm only leaning towards it because I think it will move. Currently, the Detroit Lions are plus nine. I think this thing gets to 10. I like it at double digits. And this is simple for me. We're taking a team that no one likes to bet in, in the Lions against a team that just had a massive win over the, the Chiefs, the Super Bowl favorites. Prime time was that Sunday night, Monday night, whatever it was. So that's a big deal. Fading teams who look great on primetime football against a team who no one wants to bet on, it's historically massively profitable. So we'll, you know, I know that all you guys hate these picks, but look, our best bet of the NFL is 2 0 so far through two weeks. Week one, it was the Detroit Lions plus uh, nine against who they have, San Francisco week one. And then last week, we had the Chicago Bears minus two and a half against the. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And actually, game day was around minus one because everyone's betting on Cincy. So, so far through our two bets, they've been bets to where you guys haven't loved them. I've got, I've read on Twitter, I've gotten the DMs. It's like, how the hell can you bet on the Lions? Well, that's how you win in the NFL, right? Betting on teams in situations that aren't very popular. So, who do you think, right? If you ask your uncle, you ask some random guy at the bar, hey, Baltimore at Detroit this weekend, who you like? Most people will say, give me Baltimore. I don't care what the points are. And that's not a winning approach. So we are leaning Detroit. We do like them if it gets up to 10. So there you go. That is our Football Friday show. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Good luck this weekend, whatever you have going. Uh, Now we are going to give our picks. uh, We don't have a lot actually for our bonus picks. We were going to do a bonus episode for Saturday morning, but there's just not a lot of soccer I like in the, uh, the Premier League. So uh, our next uh, show will be, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning for Saturday's Quick Picks, 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and uh, hopefully we have some of these and some other ones for you guys to jump into. So until then, good luck, whatever you guys have going on today or tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning on The Sharp Angle.